If you enjoy the show, subscribe and share it with a friend. It's how we build community, and I'd really appreciate it. Rafi Nova is a fair trade, socially responsible fashion company with a mission of encouraging parents to adventure with their kids and to connect with communities while they're doing so, both locally and internationally, hopefully one day. So we have two sets of twins under the age of four, and these twins have traveled to over 20 countries while still being under four years old. Our family has spent the last four years living between Vietnam and Boston, where we moved to be closer to our manufacturing partners and start Rafi Nova. Rafi Nova is all about traveling and connecting with those around you and about giving back. And so we officially launched Rafi Nova in February of this year, which is probably the worst time in history to launch a travel-related company. And after a few weeks, our family decided to pivot and we wanted to figure out how we could use our resources for good. And so we did that by donating and selling face masks. And to date, we've donated close to 50,000 masks to those in need. I had been sitting around not doing a lot. And when I saw the Facebook post that Marissa had posted asking for volunteers to help deliver masks around Needham, I immediately jumped at that. Um, it could be something to do, and it looks like a pretty cool company. And within a couple of days, I met her at her parents' house where she was currently doing, or she had been doing, all the fulfillment and delivery and everything out of her parents' garage. And I met her there, and she handed me a trash bag full of orders um, and said that they were mostly organized by location, um, by neighborhood, to grab one in to go to deliveries. And so by the end of the day, I had done probably four hours of delivery work. Um, and I offered to her to do some extra work if needed because I knew that she had a pretty small team. So she stopped by my parents' house later where I was hanging out for the day. Um, and my mom and I had talked to her for a while, um, mostly because I wanted Marissa to meet my mom since I'm a twin and they could share their their twins' mom stories. And of course, my mom was telling her about my story about being laid off in February and kind of what work I did. Um, and that was kind of it. And I didn't hear from her um, until Monday, um, and I woke up to a voicemail from her, basically saying to call her when I get up, um, that she potentially has some work for me. Starting a business, any business, is hard work. It takes time, skill, more than a little bit of luck. Meet Marissa. She's the CEO of Rafi Nova, an ethically-minded fair trade fashion company that purchases handmade textiles from women in rural Vietnam and turns them into fashionable and family-friendly travel accessories. Marissa and her husband Adam met during a year abroad program in college, and they bonded over their mutual love of travel. They continued to travel as their family grew, and they dreamt of starting their own company, one that would design beautiful accessories for working families on the go, just like them. Made from textiles locally sourced in Vietnam, the country they'd come to adopt as their second home. Last year, they took the plunge and began planning the launch of Rafi Nova. But then, the COVID-19 pandemic hit Asia, and after that, the United States. The travel industry collapsed overnight, and so did the market for travel accessories. So Marissa and Adam did what many businesses did during the pandemic. They pivoted 
they found a way to make a huge impact on the world and keep their business afloat at the same time, which had unexpected benefits. As the lockdowns were beginning and people around them were being laid off, Marissa and Adam found themselves in need of help and with the cash flow to hire talented people who had recently become unemployed. Meet Molly. Molly graduated college in 2018 and she worked for a tech startup in the restaurant industry. When the virus first started to rear its head and shut her restaurant doors, the company's business model no longer made sense, and Molly found herself being laid off. But in just a few weeks, Molly met Marissa and worked her way into the opportunity to help build a team from the ground up with Marissa and Adam at Rafi Nova. This is COVID Stories. So I was actually kind of preemptively laid off. The company I was working for works in the restaurant industry, um, and they kind of had seen some of this coming. They didn't know how badly they were going to get hit. They ended up actually laying off um, over 50% of the company, but I was in kind of that first round in early February. 75% of my department got let go, and it, it definitely, there was really no advance notice. There was like, I really didn't expect it. And being only a few years out of college, like it, it was not something I had ever been prepared for. I mean, you don't really, the first time you get fired, you're never really prepared for it. It was really rough. I mean, all of a sudden I'm thinking about how am I going to make rent and what am I going to do with myself? And like, what do I want to do with my, like, what do I even want to do? Um, the job I was working was a great opportunity, but it, it really wasn't what I wanted to do long term. So having all this time, all of a sudden to think about what I wanted to do, what went wrong, what did I learn from the opportunity. Um, it was very overwhelming emotionally, mentally, all of that. So I got laid off on February 4th and I started working with Rafi Nova April 9th. Um, so about two months. And it was, it was really a crazy period of time as well because I went from being the only one of my friends home all day and working in coffee shops and being able to go in for interviews to all of a sudden seeing the entire world shut down around me and having my roommates home all day and having everyone I know be stuck in this similar situation to that I had been. Um, but no longer did I have like coffee shops to escape to and I no longer could go in for interviews. So even for someone who was stuck at home all day, what I was doing every day changed. Somewhat selfishly, it was it was kind of nice having company all day, um, but it was so hard to watch friends go through similar things that I had just gone through because I knew how hurtful it can be to lose your job and how scary it is to all of a sudden not have an income. Um, and so many of my friends, their companies were having talks like that. So while it was nice to have the company at home, seeing everyone go through it, it was awful. I had a preview into how much it was going to affect the job market. And so kind of watching everything fall into a sense of almost doom um, was really hard. And no one really knew what was happening. So also on top of so much going on, there was so much happening that no one knew how to handle. 
About a year ago, we started dreaming about starting our own company, and we had no idea that the journey would take so long and that it would actually turn into what it is today. Um, so about a year ago, we met with a designer and we started to literally draw on paper what we wanted this like perfect adventure backpack to look like. We wanted it to be a cross between a diaper bag, um, a work backpack and a bag that you can use to travel. And we felt that our expertise in bag manufacturing coupled with traveling and being a parent to four young kids, you know, really put us in a great place to design and manufacture a backpack that can be used for all of these things. So we moved to Vietnam in August of 2019. We had been living back and forth for a couple of years. So we didn't move for the first time, but we returned back to Vietnam in August of 2019 with a goal to get these products off the ground and literally like be there through every aspect of the manufacturing process. Um, in addition, all of our bags and accessories use upcycled textiles that are handmade by ethnic women around Vietnam. And we spent six months, literally like every weekend, we slept our four kids across the country and to Laos and to Cambodia and to Thailand, where we personally picked out these different handmade textiles and met the women behind it because our company is really about connecting people around the world. And so we didn't want to just like buy random textiles. We wanted to understand who are these women? What's the story? So we literally spent six months seeing the product developed uh, in Vietnam. We moved back January 30th. We moved back a little bit sooner because COVID was hitting Asia. And, you know, we for sure thought, okay, we'll go back to the US, we'll be safe. Um, and we'll launch the company. Um, never, you know, it didn't even cross my mind that it was going to come and impact, you know, us here in the States, which is like totally naive and ridiculous to think about. So the product arrived by boat um, on February 16th, we launched February 17th. And then just a few weeks later, the travel world as we know, it really crumbled. And so, you know, the first two weeks were really exciting. And we had spent months perfecting our, our messaging. And it was all about getting out and going and traveling and being together and connecting with communities. And as you know, all of that became very irrelevant, you know, as COVID started to spread. And so we were really discouraged. And we also, you know, not only did we put all of our time into this new company, but we put all of our our savings and all of our finances into it. It was all tied into all this inventory and sales were completely stagnant and we were heartbroken. And we spent, I think, two to three weeks like playing house, you know, cooking gourmet meals, like reorganizing every little inch of our house because we had no new work going on. Um, and then we sat back and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, if we're not going to be able to sell any of our products, how can we make some sort of impact? And this is a true story. We were watching TV and my four-year-old daughter turned to me and she said, mommy, let's do masks. And I was like, what? And this is true because in Vietnam, our kids were used to wearing masks. The air pollution is really, really bad. And, you know, every day when our kids went to school or when we got on the back of the motorbike, we were wearing masks. And so we quickly overnight connected with our manufacturing partners. And sure enough, they were able to use available materials. They were able to make very high quality face masks. And I think within a week, we had several thousand face masks in our possession in Boston. And we were one of the first companies, as far as I know, to have masks to distribute both to donate and to sell. And so that was the long path. And that's where we are today. 
So it was a very, um, it's actually, I still am kind of in shock that it happened. So um, Marissa had explained that they had reached out to the Needham, the local Needham community um, and kind of greater Boston community looking for volunteers to help, you know, organize supplies and organize masks and deliver them locally. And I was one of those people. So I, like, I, like you know, had been laid off, had nothing to do. I had been stuck in the house for um, a month at that point. And I saw, you know, a, a local woman looking for some help delivering masks. I was like, I can do that. I can listen to podcasts in the car. And so I volunteered um, and I did it on a Friday. And Marissa kind of was like, I feel like I could have more work for you. Let's touch base next week. So I was like, great. Organized some masks for her. Someone picked them up and that was kind of the end of it. Um, and then Monday comes around and I wake up to a voicemail from her. And she's like, do you want a job? At the time I was like, sure. But I thought it was a temporary, let me like help out a little bit. Maybe do like make some money. This is back April 13th. That first week I worked... 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. every day. It took probably two weeks for the full-time employee conversation to start happening. Um, and even when it started happening, I was I was in shock. I mean, she hadn't even seen my resume. And so by the beginning of my second week, I had hired five people. By the end of my second week, I'd hired another five people. So at that point, two weeks into this, I went from being one of two people to having a team of 11 people under me. And then fast forward to today, um, I'm currently the head of customer support. That's 14 people, including two in-person who are there every day to help with in-person um, orders. I'm also the head of fulfillment because right now we don't have someone doing that. And so that's another five-person team and I'm answering questions constantly and I'm figuring out solutions for things I've never had to figure out solutions for. And I am also helping with HR policies and procedures and making sure that things are done right. Um, so I went from volunteering to drive around my town to being the head of two teams in the matter of three days. First of all, to be able to hire people during a pandemic as the employer is an incredible feeling because there were so many people that are desperate for jobs and for income. And so to be able to grow and to hire is absolutely amazing. Our business is all about family and it comes back to that. You know, we put our photo on a lot of our marketing stuff. Like we want to show, we want to be transparent. Like in social media, we're showing, we're showing who we are. You know, we're not just a mask company. Like there is a family behind this and there's a mission. And when my four-year-old suggested that we start to make masks, this was like the last week of March, we decided to have a crowdfunding campaign where we would raise money and all that money would be used to offset manufacturing costs to donate masks. So we set up a crowdfunding campaign and it did quite well the first couple of days. And then people were begging us, where can we buy these masks? Because there were like literally no masks available. Everyone was just learning how to make their own masks. So I took a photo of the mask. I put it on the Rafi Nova website. I posted in a few Facebook groups in our town. That was it. I didn't pay for any advertising. And I woke up the next morning and we had over $25,000 in sales for masks. And I thought, wow, there's a business here. Not only is there an opportunity to donate and to give back, but there's a business opportunity here. I got my MBA from Babson in 2015. Um, the focus was on entrepreneurship. And I know that it takes money to build a company and it's important to surround yourself with people around you. So as soon as we had some cash coming in that first week, 
I used it all to hire because I knew that I could not do this alone. I mean, from fulfillment, like to actually like taking the masks out of the box and putting it in the packaging and printing the labels and sending it out. Um, also, we were delivering locally. So we needed people to do that. And then I knew that we needed to, you know, put money into marketing, into advertising, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the entrepreneur in me like knew that we need to reinvest any money that we're making right away in order to really scale and grow this business. And so I very quickly hired, I think, 12 Needham high school graduates, kids that were home from college. I paid them to help me package the bundles literally in our garage where they say, you know, garages is where the dreams happen. They're not to sound cliche, but we were working out of a garage. Um, and I hired like, yeah, 10, 12, 15. I don't even know how many um, at first. Uh, so these were all college kids that were home from school, some like seniors in high school. Um, and they were going around, driving all around Boston, delivering masks. And then from there, we were able to make a few more permanent hires. and then. June 1st, we signed a lease on our own office space. So we got to move out of the garage and into a real space. Um, and, you know, we've, I think the best thing I've done as the CEO of the company is to hire great people around me. And I did it pretty quickly. Um, and so I think that's the thing I'm most proud of is that we've brought on such an incredible team and it really takes a team. Like nobody could ever do this alone. And I think the success of the company will really rely on the team that we're able to, to continue to build around it. You know, there are so many people out of work and so many people looking for a job. So being able to hire people in the middle of COVID, in the middle of a pandemic is incredible. And I'm so thankful that we were able to do that. So when we were coming back the end of January, I remember my mother called me like a few days before Christmas and she's like, there's this new virus that's taking over China and you need to get out of Vietnam and blah, 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 blah. And I remember at first we didn't really take it seriously and then we never really thought it was going to get to the U.S. But when it first started to spread in Vietnam, the government in Vietnam was so um, strict about it a lot of contact tracing. They did so much testing. Um, people were quarantined. So we left like January 30th. And I think like a week later, it got, it, it started to spread a lot in Vietnam. They quickly closed their borders and schools were closed. So they started closing schools during the Chinese New Year, which was in like middle to late January. And so they didn't open them again until like the end of April. The borders were closed. Um, I felt really sad for my friends that were there because um, life really came to a stop. Little did we know that was coming next for us. But the government took it so seriously and they did such a fantastic job controlling it that today everything is business as usual in Vietnam. Um, foreigners are required to wear masks per the government in Vietnam, but schools are open, bars are open, restaurants are open, people are flying, people are traveling, and there's no new cases right now. The borders are still closed. And so I am afraid once they do open the borders, it could happen again. Very different from what we're seeing right now in the US. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too political here. Um, but uh, I'm worried about when things start opening more, people aren't taking mask wearing seriously enough. Part of me wants to go back to Vietnam for the fall because I know the schools will be open and it seems like things will uh, progress in a positive way in Vietnam. And I don't know what will happen in the fall here in the U.S., but unfortunately, the borders to Vietnam are closed. So I don't even know if that's an option. So there's a lot of mask companies out there. 
And, you know, there's been a lot of like talk about companies like profiting during this pandemic. And so I want to make it clear that we're grateful for the opportunity to allow the company to grow. Um, but it's so, so, so important for us that our company has a lasting impact because masks are only going to be around for so long, hopefully. And so this is just like a piece of the Rafi Nova story. Is this the story that we had scripted and that we were, you know, envisioning? Not at all. But I think part of being an entrepreneur and part of running a company is like the journey and that you need to figure out how to pivot. Um, and so, you know, we'll see where it goes. We have a lot of great ideas and products that we're working on right now that we're going to be rolling out over the next year. Um, and they all have to do with family and travel and exploration. And does that mean that you're, you have to take four kids across the world to Vietnam on like the back of a motorbike? It definitely does not. Um, travel and exploration can be exploring the woods in your backyard or going on a camping trip or driving an RV, you know, through New England. Um, so adventures can be ordinary. They don't always have to be extraordinary, but we just think that just like getting out and doing things and connecting with those around you in a socially responsible and distant way is really what life is all about. And so we just want Rafi Nova to like literally like be there with you on that journey. And so, you know, we're going to be rolling out other great products that will that will help do that. And I think, like I said before, masks will just be a small part of that journey. So as I've talked a lot about our mission, which is impact and connecting um, and connecting people around the world, what's really important to us at Rafi Nova is that we have products that include people, that it's all about inclusion. And so over the past two months in our short, you know, our short, our short life here so far um, at Rafi Nova, we've tried to create products that do just that. And so what we're most proud of right now is our new smile mask, which is a clear mask. We designed it originally for people that are hearing impaired so that everybody can be part of the conversation. But we also found that there's a huge market for these masks for teachers, especially teachers with young children, clinicians, really anyone where you need to be able to read their body language. And that makes it like an effective part of communication. So I think these masks are gonna be super useful um, we also created a pride mask where 15% of the proceeds go to an amazing organization called Transparent. And we also created a mask collection called I Am Listening and the proceeds from there go to the ACLU. Um, and so it's just all about inclusion and connection and especially what's going on in our world right now with Black Lives Matter, with COVID, with so many other things. I think it's so important to connect people and to make sure that everybody's included and everybody's heard while being protected and wearing a mask. This podcast features the stories of real people. To learn more about Marissa, Molly, and Rafi Nova, visit our website, covidstoriespodcast.com. You'll find show notes for each episode and ways to directly support the people featured here and the passions that fuel their stories. COVID Stories is a self-supported podcast. It's produced and edited by me, Nathan J. Vaughn. To learn more about how you can support this project or to submit your own story to be featured in a future episode, visit our website. The address, again, is covidstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And be sure to like and subscribe so you can follow future episodes. This is COVID Stories.